don't worry, people at home, because I'm here and I don't understand what they're talking about. And they don't seem to care to elaborate. It's okay. One night we watched, along with Masters of Horror, which you haven't... If, if no, no one here has seen the HBO made-for-television Masters of Horror series, it is completely worth it if you want to be horrified and grossed out more than you ever have been before. I've seen the DVDs on the shelf. You get to see Meatloaf yeah. peel himself. The singer Meatloaf? Yes. Peel, peel himself, himself. Skin off his body? Yes. In a vest. A big hairy Meatloaf vest. And give it to someone. Like, here's my meatloaf pelt. Wear it as a coat. It's like Mr. Bur uh, Mr. Burns wearing the dog coat. But it's made of meatloaf. <laughs> Maybe that's where it came from. The baboon, oh, the baboon coat, that's right. Yeah. They turned a couple of H.P. Lovecraft stories into short movies, which were deeply disturbing. I've they actually right? never seen them. They did. It was horrible. Pretty accurate. There was baby eating and Brown Jenkins. Weirdness. Giant squid-headed monsters. There were squid-headed monsters. There were unspeakable things. They were slimy. They were Lovecraft. Yes. So I was trying to think of a joke still on the meatloaf thing. It's like, he'll do anything for love, including skin himself. It was kind of like that. I think it was... The threat of that particular short movie was the idea that there was a grove which was sacred to the raccoon spirit and a couple of greedy fur traders had captured, killed, and prepared the pelts of these beautiful silver spirit raccoons and were cursed with the desire to skin themselves alive and give their pelt to a deserving human. And then Meatloaf peeled himself. You get to watch all the peeling, too. It's not like, oh, he's peeling himself. Look, and then we'll turn the camera over here and look mm -hmm. at a vase for no reason. Or it's not like two people off, like looking off camera. Like, Meatloaf walks away, and then the two people left on screen are just like looking over like, oh my god, look what he's doing to himself. No, no, they show it's it kind all. Of like off-screen, yeah. semi-descript shadow on this, the wall. This was not semi-descript. This was blatant. Yeah. It was not discreet. They show him marking the lines on his stomach that he's going to cut on, and then he gets out of like a hooked knife that sort of looks like a carpet knife and he cuts through all the skin and like blood gushes out and then he proceeds to like peel himself and then oh it's it's graphic have either of you seen uh well, on the bright side somebody got a fashionable meatloaf coat <laughs> it'll keep you warm in the winter have either of you seen uh repo the genetic opera no no neither okay then let's move on repo the repo opera. it's repo. about uh, Roger and I, actually, that was our podcast. We discussed it because I showed it to him. It's a, a world where uh, surgery is like a fashion chic. So people will uh, quite excitedly and willingly get like plastic surgery. Or uh, the main thing is that if they're sick, they um, call the company to get an organ transplant. Instead of just outright paying for it, they finance them. But if you don't keep up with your payments, the company comes and just takes it back. So they hunt you down and then cut you open and take the organ back scan the barcode that apparently comes I've with it. I've seen this movie. What movie is this? I know this movie. It's called <laughs> Repo the Genetic Opera. Repo the Genetic Opera. Yeah. And That's it's, kind of gross. It's got lots of scenes. <clears throat> scenes, yeah, where the Repo guy uh, finds someone, strings him up in an alley, slashes his belly, pulls out the part that he needs, and then just uh, snaps his neck. 
before he leaves. Num nummy. Yeah. Fun guy, the kind of person you want at your parties. When I worked for the strip club, I met a couple girls who had fake butts. How must that be? Like, is it's just a. It sack? feels pretty natural. Really? They're actually like a gel type. I felt some girls' butts, as you can imagine. And I was like, you have a I'm fake butt? You. <laughs> Are you serious? Your ass is fake? How does that work? How do you sit on it? Doesn't it slide around? Doesn't it feel weird? And they're like, no, you just sort of get used to it. The same way I got used to my giant double D fake tits. And it's got to go through more wear and tear because you're sitting more than people are touching your chest. So, <laughs> is there a warranty? A there is that. a warranty. There's a five-year warranty yeah. on those girls' asses. If they break too early, do they get them replaced for free? I think they do. Wow. They do. Unless you, you went to... to some kind of, you know, back alley shyster. Which a couple surger. of the girls have done that too. Apparently, if you're a cheap ass in your plastic surgery, you fly down to Mexico City, you get a travel special through, say, Expedia. You fly down there, and you find some back basement surgeon, and he puts you to sleep, gives you some plastic whatever you wanted, wakes you up, but, you know, however long it takes later, and puts you back on a plane. It's Expedia's ass replacement special. Yeah, the ass replacement <laughs> special. Some which... of the results, from my understanding, are horrific at best. Well, some are fairly nice. I knew a girl who had fake boobs and a fake ass from a back basement surgeon in Mexico City, and it cost her a total of $500, and it looked great. It looked what she, like she wanted it to look like, anyway. Mm -hmm. It looked like fake titties and a fake ass, but that was what she was going for, and she got it. This is what we should elaborate on, because, like, I... Don't I've never been to a strip club? And I'm never not, been to a strip club. I haven't. And no, I don't, don't worry about it, Brad. I haven't either. Really? Really? Even huh. when I was working there, I couldn't convince Doug to come. So you're not working there now? No. Where are you working? Right retired. now, I'm working for a hotel over in Golden as a housekeeping manager. Do you work at the Mar a Marriott? Mm -hmm. oh. I work at the Table Mountain Inn. Oh, okay. Yeah. Adam used to work there. <clears throat> you don't know Adam. Which Adam? Uh, my friend Adam Smith. Wait, did you go to Golden? He was, yeah, he was you, in you were telling me. Yeah. Did he have blonde hair? Yeah. yeah. It was really, well, really sometimes. active. Almost crazy active. Yeah, I remember Smith. him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he worked there briefly, but I also have another friend, Josh, who works at the Marriott down over on Denver West, so I was just wondering. Yeah. He right. saw a murder there. That was, that's kind of messed up. Sick. Yeah. Well, we it was a suicide, <laughs> but the details he described to me, I was like, oh, that's a murder. <laughs> Cause, uh, that would have been hell to clean. Yeah, you're well, he's telling the, me. Yeah, he's the, he's the cleanup crew, so he walked in and saw these two people dead. And, uh, yeah. That's what he told me. He could have been pulling my leg, and that's... But I doubt it. He seemed pretty genuine. And then the ghost but of Meatloaf came. Back to the... Uh, <laughs> um, are there innovations going on right now in... Uh, Fake-ass technology? Fake-ass and fake-boob technology, yeah. Are they, are they getting better? Are they getting more realistic? Is there like a new model like NX3? It's just all the rage. It kind of depends on what the individual woman or man is looking for. Because there are a couple of the male dancers when I worked there who also had fake asses. Do they have prosthetic dicks? No, dick those are plastic and they just go on before you dance. Gotcha. Like it's like this sort it's of... It's an add-on? It's not an it is insert? Like a, it's like a rubber snuffleupagus and it goes over <laughs> the end and you like put it in your man thong so that when you like boink your crap around and you hit somebody in the head it's not like just like oh dick Hitting slap people in the head happens a lot it does when uh, you're shaking your balls on top of someone's head 
<laughs> and she's trying to like shove dollars <laughs> up your butt crack. Uh. Which happens when you give a bunch of women too much tequila and a man with a fake dick on. That's more than I wanted to know about male strippers. What else can yeah, we find out? Um... About male strippers? They spray themselves with Pam. And I don't mean the woman. Cooking spray. It's cheaper and easier than lotion. Because, of course, if you're going to lotion yourself completely, you'd have to have somebody else put it on. And for the most part, your average female stripper is going to look at you and go, Oh, hell no. I'm busy. Boil not... yourself. With the, with the guys, they just, like, stay back. They don't... They don't interact with the male strippers. Like, they're not friendly like that. Like, yeah, sure, yes, I'll put you. They're here. fairly friendly, but we have separate dressing rooms. Or yeah. we did at that time. Well, the boys had a closet that they had a mirror in. Literally a closet, which they put a mirror in. The female dancers actually had a dressing room with mirrors and showers and makeup stations. Things of that nature. Right. The boys get a closet. Which is probably part of the reason that they use cooking spray instead of lotion. Yeah, men are picky. They're just kind of, <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, so they would spray themselves all over with Axe and Pam. Ooh. It's a Wonderful fragrant axe. combination, which at the end of the evening sort of smells like... Does it get anyone hungry? Like, oh man, I don't uh, know why, but... I maybe 45-year-old really women. <laughs> you know what I really want? I think I want cheese fries. Uh, <laughs> Can I get any kind of breaded chicken anywhere? Yeah. Which is funny because Shack and Willie's and Diamond Cabaret both sell breaded chicken. <laughs> One of the male strippers is like, oh, I'm out of Pam. I'll just rub Who some chicken, chicken all over my body. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, that's sexy. Go back and dip and course, myself in the deep fryer. That'll help my tan. Chicks love to eat, so. Win <laughs> win. Ew. Yeah. No, working for the strip clubs was fascinating. But yeah, you're retired. What made you quit? Just well, anything I, particular or just general, general sensibility? I worked for two years in order to finish paying for college, which I did. I have surprisingly little debt, despite having a four-year degree in zoology. Nice. Which is delightful. Like right now, I'm not working in my field, but I am using my minor, which is Spanish, because I'm bilingual, so I speak Spanish with our Mexican staff every day and boss them around and I'm hoping that Nathan my husband's gonna get a decent job here soon so I can either go back to school or have the time that I need to get the right job in my field my problem when I first graduated last May was that I had like four days to get a job because money was really tight mm -hmm. and what does Nathan do Stuff. He's a security guard with me. He does oh, that's stuff. Right. Yeah. yeah, he works with Douglas as a security guard, and he's looking into getting a job as a line cook or as a sous chef, whatever they're willing to take him at, because he'd really like to go to cooking school and become a chef. But in the meantime, somebody needs to have health insurance mm -hmm. and like a a real job. So I have health insurance and a real job, and and we live vicariously through her. Yeah, Very you can all imagine how exciting it is to order a new vacuum. You know it. And it was exciting, damn it. It was shiny and white and it had a hose. <coughs> None of the other vacuums have a hose. Those are actually hard to come by. Like, I was shopping for a vacuum and those attachments have gone by the wayside. It's frustrating. I bought a $30 one, got it home and realized that I could just no get hose. Yeah, nothing. Hmm. This doesn't help me. 
clean up my chinchilla's cage. You have chinchillas? I have one chinchilla, yes. Are they fluffy and bouncy? They are adorable. And fluffy? And fluffy, yes. They're actually, they're so fluffy that their body is probably only this big, and for those of you at home, I'm probably... Not very helpful with the hand diagram. Yeah, it's about the size of a desktop mouse. Yeah. Yeah. About the size mouse. of a computer yeah. mouse. Yeah. And then they're yeah, they're probably three times that size with their fur all puffed out. Yes. Do they make noise? They do. Um not often, but once in a while, uh when he's sleeping, I'll just hear a little like <laughs> like he's having a bad dream. A bad uh, chinchilla dream. Bad chinchilla dream, which Where I can't space imagine. Space eagles come for him. Yeah. <laughs> space eagles, not just eagles. Not well, just you know, there's this fantasy eagles. we're talking about here. It's got to be awesome. <laughs> so we're finally doing the role-playing thing. We you can always do role told the last audience that we were gonna do, and then it was lies. I still have to level my character for the other game. She's played in the uh, game with Scott, a game I really want to participate in because there are eight people in it. The more people you got, funnier things get most of the time. Ridiculous. Oh, because we word. feed off each other. One person will make a joke. Like, he'll be in character and he'll say something totally ridiculous but completely normal for someone like that. And everyone else will start feeding off of that persona. And eventually it just turns into this huge session of laughter. That's the most, most fun, fun I have with it. And you... I'm uh, sorry, I thought you said you couldn't be in it. But then you just said you, I you that are day. in it. Yeah. I oh, that day. oh, okay. Otherwise, I would jump in in a heartbeat. Huh. It's a fun game. I'm playing the man who stole my identity. Oh, yeah, this is a story. Floyd Swayzo. Floyd Swayzo. Floyd Swayzo. My identity was stolen by a man named Floyd Swayzo. Originally of Mexico. He stole our identity. He hacked my phone number. Apparently his wife's name is Maria Elena Floyd DeSuezo. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, back up. So this isn't... You didn't create this identity... Like, this is a re like real-life situation. I am stealing it back. He stole mine. I'm going to steal his and do bad things with it. In Fantasyland. I'm confused. So, in real life, this criminal named Floyd Suezo right. hacked my phone number, broke into our bank account... Basically fucked our life up for a year. Am I allowed to say fuck? Can you edit yeah, that go ahead. later? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. So refreshing. Yell it. I don't think I'll yell it. We have angry neighbors. Oh, you don't want them to think anything about it. Okay, so I I thought you created the identity Floyd Swayzo, and then he took it. Oh no. Okay. No, that so... would be funny, but no. Right. No, Floyd Swayzo took my identity first. Gotcha. And basically made our lives hell for almost a year. Like, between the constantly getting phone calls for Floyd Suezo and Floyd Suezo's nieces and nephews going, Uncle Floyd, where's my money? And Home Depot calling and bitching me out because his wife disappeared. She quit coming to work, and mm -hmm. the manager at Home Depot didn't believe me when I said I had no fucking clue who Maria Elena Floyd de Suezo was, and I had no idea why she wasn't at work. They wouldn't believe me. They're like, I know you have her there. She just doesn't want to come to work. That bitch, na 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 na. And you're just like, you have lost your fucking mind. I am obviously not a little Mexican lady. You know, Spanish fluency or not. Fortunately, I was able to tell his nieces and nephews to go to hell in Spanish. 
the only fortunate thing about being bilingual and having a crazy Mexican man named Floyd Suazo involved in your life. But... <clears throat> so how are you gonna get him back? Well, he's become a virgin. He's a reverse virgin now. He's afraid of losing his virginity in the game. Ah. Whereas he had women trying to call him at all hours of the night <clears throat> when they were hacking our phone number. So calls would go to him to a phone which like was a parasite off my cell phone. So you're just going to do this through <clears throat> role-playing? You're not going to actually role -playing, get him in real I'm life as him. would be no, more justified? In real life, that would be karmically uncool. I'm just going to wait for karma to fuck him up the ass with a patio umbrella. Which it will, eventually. Just watch what turn on the news and you'll hear, man raped by patio umbrella yeah. in strange incident. With a hurricane and Maybe a trailer. Maybe he's roofing and he rolls off and falls onto someone's... Definitely, and falls onto somebody's patio umbrella and gets it back threefold. And you're like, ay, 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 no me gusta. <laughs> <laughs> es terrible. Get it in the ass. <laughs> we can only hope. Yeah. Okay. However, in, in this Dungeons and Dragons game, he is a virgin. He is a gypsy, not a Mexican. Although I'm not really sure why. Apparently Scott wouldn't let me be a Mexican in the D&D game. I had to be a gypsy. So I'm a Mexican gypsy, who's a virgin, and a sorcerer, and psionic, and can't hit shit in combat. That has to do with the die rolls. That has yeah. to do with the die rolls, but even with a decent set of dice, a long spear, a morning star, a crossbow, and the ability to make people laugh for one round of play without being able to stop and possibly pee themselves, I could not hit a single goblin. At all. I rolled once, I fell on my spear. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny, considering that Floyd Suazo is still a virgin. <laughs> he, uh, gets regeneration points, regeneration of his virginity. That's right. Yes. So... I really, really want to play this game. <laughs> Say that again, because you were way back there. It went up. Oh, did it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where are we at? An hour? An eleven? Oh! Lots and lots of fun. I enjoy that a lot of this. It's a very fun experience. I'd suggest it for anybody. Do it once. Find a good DM who really knows what they're doing and is willing to run someone through a starter campaign. So find someone like that, it's great. There are lots of places to do that. Uh, you can try it. <clears throat> tactics, you know where Tactics is located? It's Buckley and something, right? Mississippi. Or Hamden, right? No, it's farther south than that. Wait. I think it's... Roger lives, because uh, I've been there. Okay, there's it's, a place called the Tactics. It's down, Look it it's up across on the street from the Brew Hut. Which is becoming the Dry Dock Brewery. They did Over the weekend, okay. there's I'm a large of group of people that go there to play. And if you go in and say, I'm a new gamer, and I want to try it once, you'll probably find a large number of people who might be willing to help. And the place is called Valhalla's. Look it up on Google Maps, and you can it's find 44th it. It's on 44th Avenue. They have a huge back room solely dedicated to give people a place to play their games. And it's just there for people to play games. And they're very good about it. They used to have a club down there just for people who role-played Denver. There's still a bunch of people that go there. So you get an opportunity, 
try them out. There's another place in Inglewood called Bonnie Bray's. It's off Broadway. You can try there as well, and there's another bunch of people that go down there. A lot of people play tabletop games down there. Little models, and they have their own little set of rules. Fake grass. And fake grass and fake trees, and they're all miniature scale, and some of the level of detail people can put into some of these models is truly astounding. True art in its most perfect sense. Get a chance, check it out. It's kind of fun to watch. It's fun to look at. Or you could get off your ass and play racquetball. That, that is too, fun. But it was fun. That's where I was before this. I was playing really? racquetball. Where at? Um, a friend of ours, his complex has a racquetball court for nice. some inexplicable reason. I just have to go to Boulder to use Adams at CU. But that's fun. Yeah. yeah we had a great time. I haven't played racquetball in at least three years, so I stacked balls. <laughs> Big hairy balls. Almost literally. Good. If you're... Well... Mind. They weren't that kind of balls. <laughs> right. I mean, them coming off the wall and possibly hitting you. You almost sucked one down. I'm not sure where they would have gotten Harry, but huh? I'm not sure where they would have gotten Harry and all of that. <laughs> I didn't say they were. That's you. It's on you. If you say so. So, since you plugged the, the tactics, you know what that means. I did the commercial. You it's did. It's a great place, you can, and they, they sell a huge selection of stuff. Everything from ASL, Advanced Squad Leader, which is probably the most complicated game ever created by man. Literally, you can use the book to stop a car. It's huge, and there are several of them. And it goes all the way down to simple games, like uh, Goblins Ate My Baby, which is a game you can kobolds, learn in... Kobolds, kobolds, kobolds Ate, ate my, my Baby. Okay, You can learn this game in 20 minutes. Like, learn everything about it in 20 minutes, and start playing by the end of the night. Which would be a, a possibly a good game to play for your for, podcast. For a starter, yeah. The entire goal is have fun, eat babies. Although I'm not sure that's very PC. Oh, I, we say eat babies all the time. Yeah, but so you literally—that's that, the object of the game. That is you, the object of the game. You go to the to human settlement to get babies for your kobold overlord, who decides to have a feast in his own honor. So he sends you out to get appetizers. <laughs> it's very. What's easy an appetizer to play? for a baby? What goes, what goes well with... Human. Blanket. <laughs> Blanket with baby. So it doesn't have to be like a... It doesn't have to be an organic... Well, a blanket is partially organic, but... Oh, it's it's, it's like... Inanimate. You're, you're, in this case, you're like a Saturday morning cartoon as opposed to a TV show or an anime show. In Cobalt Hit My Baby, you're you're a Saturday morning cartoon villain out to do your nefarious deeds of Cobalt them. <laughs> oh, I'm so lost. But, uh... Yeah, commercial-wise, though, this is Nebcast. you got to be creative. And we're talking about role-playing, so Nebcast. why wouldn't you create... Well, here's, Here, an, here's an example. When we played... What was it? It was a Munchkin game, which is a role-playing card game. Which is very easy to play. Quick, fun, disgusting. And it comes in eight or nine varieties. You have, like... Pirate Munchkin, Space Munchkin, oh, Super Munchkin, yeah. Munchkin Thulu. So we were playing a mixture of eight or nine decks, and I ended up being raped by a demonic rug and having his rug baby. And then I had to... What, Harry? Harold? No, his name was Abby. Okay. <laughs> it <laughs> says his, it on the card, I had the his demon's name was Abby. Baby. Well, the, the demon's name was Rugoth. <laughs> a shag carpet from outer space. <laughs> but anyway, I had to have his rug baby. His name was Abigail. 
After which I believe you started a cult following. I did. I started a cult, and I forced all of the other members of the game to join my cult and wear shag carpet. <laughs> and they took over outer space with uh, ray guns. And super flight powers. And super there flight were super powers. powers in this one. We had the right cards for it. And dork goggles. I tried fighting her with my plus five katana of, of what was it? Donkey slaying or something like that, but it was to no avail. I, I couldn't do it. I had a mechanical arm with another pole arm on it, but that didn't help. <laughs> That's what happens when you mix all the decks together. But if you, ever you become wanna... a ninja with mechanical parts <laughs> and a rug problem. And a rug problem. <laughs> Munchkin's an extremely fun game. It's it makes no sense and it's totally goofy and it's a great way to relieve stress and just kick back and have a good time. Especially for a while. if you anyone... like to get naked. Because there are cards which give you the power of wear your underwear on the outside or a bra on your head. Which and if very... you play it literally, you have to put your underwear on the outside and wear your bra on your head. It's pretty amusing. It just depends on how much you want to get into the game. <laughs> it's like a stick Every time I'm like ready to say a comment to what you guys are saying, before I say it, you, you, like, you go off and create this other thing that is even more... <laughs> <laughs> more sickening? More flabbergasting. Not sickening, just like... I thought what I was about to say was crazy, and then something comes out of my mouth. <laughs> then you you add you you trump that. So I was I was gonna be like, so did anyone create a character with a uh, you know a vacuum arms? And you're like, oh, and then there's these cards where you can get naked and put yeah, on your head. I'm like, power. what? He he had like a he had like a vacuum cleaner or something. It gave him the ability to get more experience out of monsters. It was his weapon of choice. I feel but you only now. get to use it once, <laughs> <laughs> and then the card goes away. You just buy. You can just buy a new bag. <laughs> Roll for a new bag. <laughs> but totally oh, worth it. There are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of absurd games out there whose sole purpose is to have a good time. I got a game in the next room called Nightmare Chess. Oh, I remember normal, that. Normal game of chess, and each guy gets a deck of cards. The cards involve such things as rotate the entire chessboard 90 degrees. The pawns still move forward. Others involve, like, you get to switch places with your opponent's pieces. In some cases, you can move an opponent's piece to take his own pieces. But you play a card. You can play one card per turn. And it adds to complete... You can only get a checkmate by playing a normal move without a card. Very strange game. Adds a new dimension to a game that people already love. It's really worth looking into some of these. Some of them are just crazy. A lot of fun worth playing. There's a lot more out there than Scrabble. Oh, much, much. Although I did learn a really fun word that I'm going to use on somebody next time we play Scrabble. Wait, so we're talking about regular Scrabble now? Regular Scrabble. Oh. Although there is probably Nightmare Scrabble. Right. Oh, but God. only if you play with my mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh! Oh, mom jokes! <laughs> A new low. <laughs> it's okay, she's not listening. <laughs> no, no, I think uh, iTunes would scare her. This is who we're podcasting for. Yeah, I don't think you, like, unless you have the direct address, you can't. But on iTunes even. It's actually, our podcasts are supposed to be funny, but it's labeled under visual arts, so. It's How totally misleading. visual art if it's podcast? Because what well, we, uh. Could be from an alternate dimension. Because Nebulous Visions is about making videos. I'm flaring up. I think I'm allergic to your cats. <laughs> oh, would you like some? I just need to go wash my hands. I'm at, yeah. I thought I wasn't we anymore. We could give but... you some Benadryl. That's cool. I just need to wash it off. But I guess unless you guys want to talk, oh, well, we could probably go on for a while. Yeah. we'll talk. 
Okay. You go right wash back. yourself. Sink right there. So we can talk about any number of things. I touched the back of my face. So. Don't do that. It's bad. And then our host had to go away because he's been allergic to my filthsome cats. Hear that, Suka? You're they filthy. Clean, though. You're gross. <laughs> they feel clean? Yeah, compared to other cats, maybe I'm... They, they'll, they'll trick you. They'll, they'll trick you. <laughs> they're, they're very sneaky that way. They lick their butt just like every other cat. <laughs> and then go and try and licking you back. <laughs> they are disgusting. But they love you. <laughs> yes, yes, they she do. She walks through the door and both of these cats are all over her. Just like, Mommy's home! Yay! Yeah. Wings on you? Yes, I do have wings on me. Maybe a... Do you have wings on you? <laughs> did, did that pick up? Yes. Okay, now explain oh, yeah. why you have wings on you. That's actually the outline for my tattoo, and it's not just wings, it's actually an entire falcon. Oh. Stretches all the way around. Stretches all the way down. Down to my butt. And when are you getting that done? When I have time, and the tattoo artist feels like sitting still. Is it gonna rub off? Between now and then? No, it's inked in. It's, it's there for that's just, partial ink. Yeah, it's, that's just no. outline. That's it's gray not just ink. a marker. Well, it's marker ink. Oh. It's marking the place where the real lines will go. So it's like a Sharpie. Mm, no. It's more like marker, a marker. more like shading. You shade the part, you sketch the uh, drawing. Like you're going to do a drawing, you sketch the drawing a little bit, and then you start putting in the fine lines, the details. So. It's a sketch of the tattoo that I will have when I have time to get it finished. When I was at a New York Comic Con, uh, I had Kevin Eastman draw a Ninja Turtle on my shoulder, mm -hmm. and um, I was there for three days. And by by day two, it was rubbed off. So I was gonna possibly get it traced and inked, but this stuff's needled in. It ain't going nowhere. Nope. Just the way I like it. <laughs> Tattoos are awesome. Some people are against them. Your choice, but I think they're kick-ass. I have my wedding ring tattooed on. That hurt. <laughs> twice. <laughs> Not because I got married twice. It just didn't take the first it time? It just or? didn't take the first time. Well, it took, but it's your finger, and the tissue's very stretchy, and it's meant to be connective, so the ink falls out easily. So I had to go back and have it done again. And that hurt some more. <laughs> Feel free to host, Doug. Yeah, Doug. You did introduce the cast. Did I now? Yes, uh, you did start this thing. But now for a musical jingle. <laughs> Family Guy, play me off, Johnny. Thank you, thank you. Turn off the bubble machines. So. So what have we not gone over yet? We've jumped subjects quite a bit. Well, we haven't talked about Doug's penis. No, we haven't. Which I'm talked obligated about to bring up. Really? I'm certain you are. They <laughs> do this Where to is everybody. this contract at? <laughs> no, it's something they do to everyone to embarrass me. Especially if it happens to be strangers, or you know. But like, it pushes your buttons every time. <laughs> like the waitress at, Please. A, at a place we go to, or like strangers in line at the movie theater, or the supermarket, or the bank, or the <laughs> mail office, or. <clears throat> Please tell it so that I can call the title of this Doug's Dick. 
No! <laughs> no, no. Because that's, that's usually how it And people happens. are going to listen to the whole hour and a it's half just to get to the end. Because, you know, just wondering what they're doing behind my back without hearing it is more than enough to irritate me. They know it. Love it. Because yeah. they're sick. Yes. <laughs> Does it make me sick? Yeah. It makes me evil. There's a difference. Okay, I concede. It makes you evil. <laughs> Sickness is of the mind and evil is of the soul. Well. I'm, I don't know. I, was, I, I made that up. Just hey, that was, that was very I'm trying to keep. The, now are you gonna write a book? Uh, no. Oh, don't tempt me. <laughs> I'm working on it. I told him about my blog books I'm doing. Are they called books? It could be, but no. One's gonna be called what? Uh, what was I thinking? And the other one's what am I doing? Because one is about my thoughts, and the other one is about stuff I did for a year. What have Daily you done book. for a you year? You sound... I should probably not publish them because <laughs> you look so like, disinterested. Like, oh my god. No, it's a lot of... Get him out of here! Of, uh, <laughs> you this I've never written a book. I've, I've, I've thought about it. I know, it you've tried. Like a really cool experience, and it's, it's a real feather in your cap if you can actually sit down and write out a book. And I've always failed every time I've tried. I know, you've started. And, so yeah. what, what things have you done for a year? Oh, like, I just, I'm not done yet. Oh. It's supposed to be 2009, so I'm still doing it. Cool. When you were talking about the like embarrassing him in public, I remembered to last week that I wrote about. I went out with friend Jesse, and we were at this uh, world market, and these people like I was looking for something, and they for some reason on one of the end caps they had these uh, Star Trek Pez dispensers, which is totally an international product for that. Yeah, not exactly the thing they should be having in their store, but. Um, Star Trek Pez Dispensers, and this group of people walked behind us, um, and then Jesse goes, Hey Brad, it's your two favorite things, candy and men. <laughs> I was like, ha ha ha, and then the people are just like looking at us weird. Yeah. Uh, mostly the people that worry me are the people- Ow! Why did you do that? <laughs> because your weasel belly's hanging out. Look at it, Harry. <laughs> Yeah, Give it a poke. <laughs> What's it always that Harry? They, they, re, they refer to me as the weasel. I think it's a nickname I, that I acquired at some point. I don't even Does remember. Does he have collie shore tendencies? Is that one? No. Just the guy. No, he just has actual weasel the tendencies. The weasel. Like, you know. I ferret about <laughs> and gather things. And I get really excited about small shiny things sometimes. He'll like, like run off. take him away and weasel them away in his room. And he'll come out and he'll be like, I'm hungry. And he'll eat an entire pound of cheese and a whole <laughs> bag of bread like a weasel. Did uh, you mention what your favorite cheese was? We were talking about your oh, cheese earlier. Uh, well, there's always the staple with cheddar. I'm always about pepper jack sandwiches. I'm really been getting into Swiss. Um, I could eat I could eat an entire chunk of Gouda. Like the, raw, the weasel has been else. known to steal Parmesan. Oh yeah, Parmesan totally. Like the block Parmesan or the powder? oh yeah, I eat it like a like so, like an apple. Like real Parmesan, not the yeah, like shea powder. Real Parmesan. Oh yeah, real chunks of it. There are some fantastic cheeses out there, but if you eat it like an apple, that's just fifteen dollars you're never going to see again. So. Which is why you don't pay for it. Um. I don't eat the food in this house unless I buy it. Not anymore. No, that's not what I was talking about. You know it, punks. What? Oh, we? Well, no. Trench oh, coat, whole yeah. food. That's why you don't pay for it. There was a time <laughs> in the past, time? like. I think right before I joined the army, right after I got it, actually right after I got it, my junior year, where I made a habit of shoplifting food. Oh, whatever. You were still shoplifting cheese when we lived at Logan. Not that often. 
<laughs> Frequency makes a difference now. I, I used to think it's ridiculous to charge $30 for a block of cheese. A small block of cheese. You know you can get it for like two bucks at a King Supers. Oh, not this cheese. <laughs> it the was cheese King Supers. The guy who's it was starving, justifying that he's starving and stealing cheese to eat, and he's like, oh, I'm going to be picky about it. No, uh, I, I, I Doug never said anything about starving. <laughs> no, I said cheese. I just steal. <laughs> He's a cheese weasel. So. A cheesel. Oh, oh yeah. Make the weasel noise, Doug. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds a lot like Donald Duck. Sort of. Well, I've actually heard sounds of angry weasels. I actually Googled it. I looked it up on YouTube and everything, and I can't make that sound. That's the closest I can get to that sound. I can't make weasel sounds. I've tried for hours. You know, I got the I got the nickname. I'm he became it up. the weasel. So you're like hearing him across the way, just like yes. Is he okay in there? Weasel Is... noises or making a weasel noise at the cats? Because <laughs> it freaks him out. Well, Caitlin and her husband referred to each other as dinos. Hey, the dinosaurs. He's my dino. He's your dino, you're his dino. He is my T-Rex, They give each other the, quote, snouts all the time. Give him the snouts. And bugles. This all started when Nathan was being particularly goofy in public by acting like a Tyrannosaurus Rex and chasing us around a Yeah, we, we were in Sunflower Market and I was looking at soap and he got bored, so he pretended to be Godzilla and he stomped down the aisle knocking everything off the shelf and making Godzilla noises and pretending to use his laser beam to... Cut the shelves down. <laughs> How did uh, Supermarket feel about that? Well, it was Sunflower Market, so they kind of peered around the corner and looked at him. <laughs> and you could see me on the other side going, pick it up. And they just went, eh, and wandered away. <laughs> the T-Rex really can't pick up anything with those tiny with arms those anyway. Tiny so. arms! We, we did later head. pick up all the cereal and beans and every other damn thing he had knocked off the <laughs> shelf, pretending to be a laser-wielding Godzilla monster, but... And now she's the female T-Rex, and the joke continues to this day. How long has it been going on? Three years. <laughs> <laughs> it came from another incident in which... Technically, it should last 60 million years. That's right. <laughs> so get used to, to it. Yeah. We were at martial arts practice, and... Oh, the sensei was having me doing... He was attempting to teach me a maneuver in a way that didn't make sense to me. And he was having me hold my arms in close to my body. And I thought it was so funny that I started laughing. And he hit me with a stick, and that didn't help. And I kept laughing. And then I pretended to be the little teapot from the children's song. But I was a little T-Rex. <laughs> and then my sensei hit me with a stick some more. You guys both do martial, art, uh, martial arts? I do. Just you? What, uh... Nathan used to teach it, but yeah, my really, husband there isn't a lot of money in teaching martial arts. Yeah. And no. The rent needed to be paid. <laughs> yeah, I was just curious, because Adam does Kung Fu. I was just... Yeah, we did Kempo. I did mixed martial arts before that, where we did a little bit of everything. And then I also do Tai Chi. Nice. And Bollywood booty video. I brawl. <laughs> I learned a little bit of jujitsu in the army, and if someone came at me, I, my deal is I would get as close as I possibly could. Hold on to them like an angry weasel. Just wail. <laughs> yeah, Doug won't do my Bollywood booty video with me. Uh, and I told him he can't you watch. Do the... What? Huh? <laughs> it, he, it's weird. You you it, want him to it, do it, but you don't want him to watch it. No, you're I'm not, not allowed, he's not allowed to, watch to watch unless I participate. Me doing it. 
because that's weird and creepy. <laughs> because she's sitting here going, oh yes, that's the butt monster move. Shake that ass, lady. TikTok. That's what I want to see, because this woman really gets into it. <laughs> she's like smiling and swiveling all over the place. And you're having a great time doing it along with her on her Bollywood booty video. And Doug's sitting there like a pervert drooling behind me. I'm like... Either you get up and shake your ass with me, or you go sit in your room and think your private thoughts. <laughs> you don't don't look at me like you. that. It's really fascinating. The way she moves thing. her ass, I'm sure it is fascinating. The dialogue she adds with it is just priceless. <laughs> if you, have you guys seen a movie called Mayuna? Who? No, okay. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> it's a Bollywood movie. It's ridiculous. I've only ever seen it's three hours Bollywood. long, and it's a comedy. <laughs> yeah, the last. Well, I wouldn't call it Bollywood, but of an Indian genre was Umrajan, which was. It was very pretty and sad, and I downloaded all the music off iTunes. I bet Adam would know what it is. Adam, kind this of... one's for you. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was in children's theater with him. Yeah, me too. Probably. I think he was in our Jack and the Beanstalk retelling. Possibly. You wrote all those, didn't you? No. Right. Some of them. <laughs> I wrote uh, Bonsai and Boots, I think. That's it. I I, like and Bonsai. I performed Torse in the Hair. I really so, like Bonsai and Boots. Yeah, I Who's actually... I? I still have the script. What what part did I play in Bonsai and Boots? I don't know. I don't even... like. I was the jester! Of course you were. Because you're Dragon Dance. It makes sense. I just can't ah, remember. Stinky end. Sweet cat butt in my face. <laughs> the funny part is that she doesn't even fight. She's just like, oh, look, mommy is dumping me upside down by my ass, and she's gonna roll me around now. And that's okay. Suka. Can't touch them anymore. It's sad. Suka. I'm sorry you're allergic. I'm sorry too. I love cats. You better not say it too loudly, because Suka might hear you and decide that you are just the shit, and she will climb all <laughs> over you. Unfortunately, you're not fat. Otherwise, she'd love you even more. If That's you are say, a fat man who fat. seems to be concerned about allergies, Asuka is all over that. Oh, she will not leave alone. This happened, what, tw two, three times? Our poor no. friend Moof came over for a role-playing game one night, and he set his coat down on the edge of the couch, and he didn't want to get close to the cat, and he kept scooting away from her and scooting away from her. <laughs> so she went over, and she reaches up, and she grabs his coat off the couch and rolls in it. <laughs> And then he's like, oh, kitty, no! Oh, it's too late now. I guess you can come get in my lap. And she goes, perk! And her tail comes up, and her, her ears come up, and she goes, trot, 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 and hops in his lap, and is, like, rolling around. And he's just like, I shouldn't touch my eyes. Tell me not to. We're like, it's too late. You look like a lobster. You want some Benadryl? She likes him fat. She and does. afraid. She's a chubby chaser. Yeah. <laughs> just like me. <laughs> yeah. No, my Actually, poor my poor husband, my housekeepers tell me that we look like the number ten walking down the hall. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really mean because Nathan is not bad. No, you just he's, tell them he's that, a lot of muscle ball. He has a lot of muscle ball. You just tell them that you guys are a perfect ten. That's right. Aww. <laughs> and I'll have somebody else volunteer to hold the kick pad when it's time for kick drills. <laughs> Because, as chubby as he might look, he is viciously strong and has monstrous, horrible legs, like Godzilla, <laughs> that you don't want to get in the way of. Like, at my size, I cannot hold the kick pad for him without flying back six or seven feet every time he kicks. You're just like, huh! 
and like hand you hand shoot hand. back and land, and you're like, ah. and you walk back up to Nathan, you hold out the pad, and he goes kick, and you go, fly back. He's been doing martial arts for most of his life, one form or another. So it's it's what he really wants to do, but if he can't. Yeah. It's not that he can't. I mean, he can teach on the side. He can teach on evenings. It just didn't work out for him to teach martial arts on as commission mm-hmm. as a career. Especially at a time when the economy is not doing so well and people are going, Oh God, well, I guess we'll have to cut back on activities for the kids and they'll have to go to the Y. Right. Not... You know, they're not looking to spend $187 a child per month on custom. Well, this is how you market it. You tell them... In this economy, people are going to be more desperate, the crime is going to go up, and these children need to know how to defend themselves. I have noticed that the price of firearm ammunition has skyrocketed. You scare those parents into getting those children karate training. <laughs> well, it's a good thing my grandpa kept all that Im- that freaking ammunition, and my dad still has, like, a footlocker full of it. I could use some of that. I want to get a 1911. Really badly, I want to get a 1911. Well, we already have one. Yeah, it's your dad's. No, it's mine. That's yours? Uh-huh. I want a 1911. I want mine. Well, you'll have to buy one then, won't I know. you? I don't have the $600 to spend on a firearm, though. Minimum. Some Most of them are like $1,500. Is this there. a handgun or a rifle? This is a handgun. It's a handgun. We're armed. Yeah. Is the 1911 because that's when it was invented? Or? 1911 is a type of firearm. About several hundred varieties have been made based on its model. The original one was the Colt M1911 45 caliber handgun. It was it was the handgun used by officers during World War II. Yep, that's what my grandmother had or grandfather had. He passed that weapon on to me. Unfortunately, it was in horrible condition, and he nearly shot me with it on a number of occasions. Because by the time my grandfather had gotten really old, really deaf, and kind of crazy, we would come home back to their house in Colorado Springs. And we would come in through the front door, and Grandfather would hear us, and he would come doddering out into the living room in the pitch dark with the Colt 45, and he would go, Who's there? Is it do Negro children? And we're like, <laughs> No, Grandfather, it's us. And he'd go, Oh, okay then. <laughs> but he wouldn't stop pointing the gun at you. He'd be like, Okay, Grandpa, really now? It- it's us. You-, you can stop with the gun now. And finally he go, well, okay. And he daughter away with it. Come here. Did he ever fire it at all? Um, he fired it quite a bit when he was younger. I mean, it was his World War II duty weapon. Oh. He was an officer. So, he just hadn't taken it to the range in ages, and it hadn't been properly cleaned, it hadn't had the bore looked at, nothing. So it had gotten all rusty and ooky, and the firing spring got all... despringified. <laughs> I worked on a little bit, but I'd like to know more about them. It's one of the finest weapons ever designed. It's been used for... They keep making new Glocks, new SIGs, and they make new pistols all the time. The 1911 is just as serviceable as any one of them. It's just been around forever. Very fine weapon. I want one. I love it. Mm-hmm. And it's a 45. <laughs> oh, goodness. Blah. Limeade and green chili. Boom. That yummy. was a tasty burp, and I'm really sorry for the people sitting next to me. <laughs> Eh, hey, don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. I have no sense of smell. That's my sense of... I have no sense of taste. In more ways than one. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you sitting here talking to me? Of course you have no taste. Aww. <laughs> That's not true. So, this is a long 
episode. Yeah, and I break don't know. it up into a couple. I will, but I'm just wondering if we should try and force the last 15 so it's an even hour for one and an even hour for the second. All right. Well, I'm going to have to escape you gentlemen. Oh, it's all right. Not that it was much of an escape. No. It's sleepy time for me. I have to get up tomorrow morning. It's understandable. I have to work too. But I'm going to tough it out for 15 minutes. So. What are you trying to say? Huh? Huh? I'm not accusing you of anything. (laughs) Yet. So once you're gone, the once you're insults gone, will come out. Once you're gone, you say sassy things yeah. about me, which I'll probably never hear. Like, oh, sleepyhead, and the two tough troopers are going to tough it out. Yeah. This is about the time of the night, too, when my hosting skills just tank. Start to, cause, start to teeter off a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And then I was exhausted. Yes. Then it becomes the random podcast where anything... There is no structure. There is just randomness, accents, Reason like right now. Organization have left the building. <laughs> I think that next time you should do Cabal Save My Baby. Definitely, it's it's easy to pick up. It's extremely up. quick. It's easy really, easy. I want to do a game, but You're... Doug here totally. Well, you said me. D&D, and he got all fixated. <laughs> yeah, well, well as he before you came over, I yeah. There, I can't think of one game that can be done in a few minutes, except for Cabal Save My Baby. We don't have it. Moof does. Moof does. Moof's not here. You could email Moof. You could give me a tarot reading. I could give you a tarot reading. Hey, you've been writing me any tarot cards forever. Yeah, yeah. Even though I've nagged you. You did? Yeah. When? About five weeks ago. We could really? read you now, but yeah. you're going to bed, so... Well, grab my ass next time you have a... <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing you're a stranger and I didn't mind popping you one. That's not a very welcoming thing to do to guests. Oh, sure oh, it is. Yeah, welcome to the house. It means, you're worth, <laughs> it means you're worth hitting. Sweet. That's I'm a good accepted. thing. It's, it's, uh, you're, I've been, you're one up, too. I've been accepted into their culture. <laughs> their strange role playing culture. They hit me and threw small plastic balls at me. Uh, well, next, if you want one and you got a minute and I got a minute, just. I've got a minute. Let me know. I, I'm going to have to brush up. It's been so long since I've done it. So. Now's the time. You've got 15 minutes. Yeah, I but... mean, charge the cards and get new senses out of the Okay, we'll get on it. If Can I roll? Well, fine. Well, fine. <laughs> can I roll a dice and charge them with that? I, will get, you, I will get you my Floyd Suezo dice and you can play with them. Sweet. Sound like a plan? Do they work? They don't work. They for sound you. fake, though. Maybe they'll work for him. Yeah. Um, it, is, it is common. Oh, shit. It's cool. I got it. Now keep talking. I'm recording, just only. Ah, okay. Right, it is. That's a weird waveform right there. Yeah, it's probably gonna be just weird static. Okay, so what do you gotta do? You actually have it's, to it's take time to. It's very common. Uh, uh... Oh, by the way, I want to mention our fortune cookies tonight. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> we randomly picked fortune cookies. Mine said you will Talk set foot on many strange soils. Yes. <laughs> and yours said. This from the serviceman. You will set foot on many strange soils, and then mine was, um, you're very quiet and reserved or something. And you are. I've always been very quiet and reserved. I'm gonna bust uh, it. It is is very common in uh, role-playing culture to believe dice have their own mind and do their own thing. You have a quiet quiet and unobtrusive nature. So, spot on. You wanna play with my dice? I will play They've with got your dice. Bad mojo. They were yeah. rolling poorly last time. Do so I need bad luck? No, no, it's just the dice. No, you just have to get the mojo off. Okay. 
And many people have many different ways of getting mojo off. Some of them range from completely insane to Disgusting. rational and idiotic. Okay, so we're not doing the tarot? We're doing something else? Uh, I, I need time lost. to prepare the tarot. So we're not doing it? Well, if you got me tomorrow, I might be able to, as long as I get started once this was done. Okay, so what are we doing now? Oh, you're playing with dice. I'm just it's, playing with it's, dice? It's a special a part of role-player culture. Okay. Like, this is what I've seen Scott do sometimes. Give me one of them. So, Do this, not put my dice in your mouth. I am not going to put dice in my mouth. Okay, 12. That's as good as it gets. So, I'm going to pound it down with 12 facing up. And what that does is, theoretically, pushes all of the bad energy down to the bottom. So when I roll it, it weighted. I know it sounds completely idiotic and stupid, but people no, do this. That's cool. So, um, this one's 6, so... You're going to mentally try to roll six. Scott says that if you look at that number and think about it, subconsciously, you will roll the die so it comes up. Now, Scott... So that's how craps works, because I've always wondered, like, Scott how does anyone bet on this shit? Scott is notorious for rolling the most absurd rolls repeatedly. Huh. Like, there was one game called Marvel Superheroes, where, literally, it's Marvel Universe, and you play a superhero. And you roll 100... You'd roll 2d10s to... So a result from 1 to 100. Like, if a super mutant is, like, anything from, like, 35 to 42, and an alien is from, like, 53 to 60-something, God is one number. It's, like, 64. He rolled it three times in a row. Wow. He rolled it once. DM said, no, you can't be a god. Roll again. <laughs> rolled it again. No, you can't be a god. Roll it again. I don't know how he does it, but he says, you just imagine the best roll coming up, and he rolls, and sure enough, it happens. I don't know how he does it. That's right. You tell my dice that I want high rolls. Yeah. Okay, high rolls. Force it. That's right. No. And then, you see, it doesn't work for me. Yeah, you failed. I have very dice poor failed. dice luck. So I smack it and then roll it? Oh, just however you feel would be okay, necessary so like... to force a high roll. That's one of them. Five? Five? That's not bad. Five out of six? Uh, he's got good mojo. I've seen some people do stuff like put it in a velvet bag under the moon to channel it with energy for a specific kind of roll. I've seen people do some crazy stuff with their dice. I've seen people microwave their dice, suck yeah. on them, hit put them. them in their pants, hit and them. Not it's their punishment. Face. Huh? I've hit seen them. people hit them as punishment. Like, like with a hammer. Oh. <laughs> what if they break them? They get new dice. <laughs> Like, oh, too much energy. This one was no good. I'll have to buy another. If you were to clean out my one. room and separate everything in there, you will find over 100 die. So it's like a Ranging trap. from D4 to <laughs> a real-life 100-sided die. So you should just uh, rotate your room instead of just yeah. rotating all if, the die. If I were to break a D6, I could go in my room, and within five minutes, I'll walk out with five more. Okay, I've got a 21 here. Yep, that's just a 20. 20? That's a 20-sided okay. die. And here we go. Count it down. Use that method. Four fail. Four. And he rolled a four. <laughs> Out of 20. Which in some games is actually fairly good. Here, let's see if you change the mojo. Nine. Nope. Nope. They've still got ghetto mojo. Maybe I wasn't serious enough. I've, saw, I've seen people shout Think at their dice. Elsuezo. <laughs> Elsuezo. Think about... Imagine, imagine your country and... My country? country? His country. Well, his country. 
Mexican where we're channeling an imaginary character. This it's, is it's how a poor crazy country, though, players so are. It needs more. That's mod. why he needs to win a dice, or his family will go hungry. Okay, twenty. And he won't be able to get his burrito stuffs. Four. Wow, four twice. That dice is evil. This that, is, dice. that is kind of a Swayzo thing. <laughs> okay, I already charged that one. Seven, seven sides, eight. Ten. Ten. At the ten sided. Is it? Zero. Oh, okay. Zero is ten. So dice come in a variety of denominations. Four, six, eight, ten, twelve. Hey. Twenty. Ten. I've right seen thirty-sided dice, believe it or not. Uh, one hundred-sided well, die. Although I'd suggest not getting the one hundred-sided die because it will roll forever. High. It is a spear. It isn't like a shape. A ten percent. That'll make it. Wait, what's, what's going on? So you can roll these two dice together to give you a percentile. So he's done. Oh, gotcha, okay. It's better than rolling a 100-sided die, which I think is a dodecahedron. Is that what it is? Oh, to get larger numbers, you these together. I okay. actually have one 100-sided die. It, you roll it, and it will roll forever. So it's not and just it, a sphere? And it's almost impossible <laughs> to tell which one is facing up. It's right. nearly impossible. They fill it with sand to keep it rolling and make it stop eventually, so it doesn't just roll off the table. Whatever's facing up is whatever you want to your advantage. <laughs> You're just like, no, that's the top, right there, that side. And then it turns into a huge argument. Most people <laughs> prefer the double D10 method. Right. Okay, two more. This one's... That's eight. a D8. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Drum roll. One. Oh, yeah, it hit one. that one. It bounced off of that one, which is a fail. This is yeah. Bad ghetto mojo. And this one's five. Oh, there's some white dice now. Four. Ooh, and a big D six. One, two, three, four. Yeah, four. You take D six damage. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> you cursed my dice. Thank you. Sorry. How do you even tell this? Okay, so it's one. Yeah. I don't think I was concentrating that hard, really. I got confused Maybe with Maybe you were concentrating on parsing my dice. <laughs> I came here specifically to do that. This podcast is just a front. A front to get close to my elf laser dice. Yeah. Doug was like, you gotta curse your dice for me. Um, yeah, I'm evil like since that. I can't come to the game. I'm channeling my inner kobold. Four again. That's not good. I think... I think this die maybe is... Microwave it. No. Yeah, it works for some people. Maybe if I digest it, it'll... I don't want it back after we're done. <laughs> maybe the kitties should... Oh, yeah. I don't kitties want to start out of that either. <laughs> Mango kitties. I love my cats. Oops. Seven. It's getting higher. I mean... Really? Eleven. It needs a static charge. Eight. Six. Maybe you should put it on the ground and do a little dance. Eleven. Twenty. Ah! There. I declare the mojo fixed. Sweet. Temporarily. Better Temporarily. watch out. Sometimes it sneaks back in the night. It's true. Like a. Well, how did he put it with that? Uh. Zero punctuation. Put it with that link review, <laughs> like like a sleazy child molester in the middle of the night. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> All right, I'm falling asleep. All right, good night. Good night. Well.
uh, yeah, thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks for accidentally being here. <laughs> right. While filming a podcast. <laughs> or taping. Or taping, <laughs> filming. We should sometime do a... I want to do one where it's kind of taped and people can see visually. Although, it's probably not that much more... I'm just rambling Unless at this point. To... Starts uh. <laughs> yeah, we, we never really cleaned up or cleared up uh, the Doug's... Well, you do have to clean up after it. <laughs> Anything that big. I went to the bathroom earlier. Please Your mentally omit me. any mention. Not to be crude, but it kind of gives another meaning to the word pussy. Oh. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> we're going to call it a night. <laughs> Doug, it is. I think we should wrap it up. One hour and fifty-three minutes. You have a lot of material. I do. This is two episodes. Yeah, maybe I'll introduce you to a couple more of my friends at some point. Yeah. Lots of interesting people. As long as you don't fall off the face of the earth again. Yeah. Well. <laughs>